Mr. Homoka? Well, stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake! Mm -hmm. Amy wants green drop drink. No. Amy wants green drop drink. All right, all right. <laughs> You'd swear they were married. The notion of the killer ape may be politically incorrect, but that's not to say it's untrue. I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> Clichés usually contain some element of truth. Are you serving that ape a martini? She's allowed one. It'll calm her down. In my life, I have heard many a bizarre story. Many a bizarre story containing bizarre truth. From the best-selling novel by the author of Jurassic Park. The myth of the killer ape is true. Congo. Where you are the endangered species. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode, I believe it is, of the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. I'm Jason. I'm here as always with my co-host, Dale. How's it going, man? You doing alright? Yeah, it's fine. Doing good, doing good. Uh, go ahead and get into some news topics here. Not, not a whole lot going on, but... Uh, Transformers 4 is doing doing really well right now. And yeah. After July 4th weekend. Yeah, I beat Tammy. Yeah, beat, beat Tammy. I've heard Tammy is a, a gem that we need to check out for sure. But no real surprise there. I knew that was going to come out and do really well. Just because it's one of those types of movies. And, you know, now's the perfect time for it. But uh, let's see, they've got a new franchise of toys coming out that's going to be turned into a movie. Uh, you ever heard of Max Steel? Max Steel? Yeah, is it supposed to be a toy franchise? Oh, I don't know, man. I'd... I'm not very familiar with it either, but apparently that's going to be a new a new uh, movie, another movie based upon a toy. Uh, see if I can look and see what some of this crap looks like. Um... I don't know. This may be some stuff that came out like after we were, you know, not playing with toys anymore. Well, like two or three years ago yeah. when we stopped. Two or three months ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but you know they've done lots of shit lately, like Battleship and uh, GI Joe movies and all this stuff. You know, the Transformers actually done pretty well. Well, who was supposed to be doing Monopoly? Was that oh, not really Scott? I have no idea. That sounds stupid though. Fucking Hungry Hungry Hippos was was a thing. You remember hearing about that? No, oh, I didn't know. It was going to be a full Why? live action I mean, movie. How, how would you? How would you make that? That I mean, connect four. I mean, I, I mean, like something like Clue worked well for. That's actually a, a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Clue, a game like Clue would work, and Transformers would work. 
you know. G.I. Joe, I can see working because there's plenty of stuff to pull from. Yeah. But, uh, you know, something that's so one-sided. I don't know what the hell Max Steel is, but uh, apparently it's coming next fall. Do you remember that, that show or that uh, that cartoon, uh, Mask? Yes. Not uh, <laughs> not uh, Eric uh, Stoltz, Mask. Well, sure, but this is the... Uh, the animated thing. Yeah, animated. I do remember Mask. Yeah, not... Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I know what you're mask. talking like about. A uh, little robot would turn into a scooter. Yeah. That cartoon was awesome. We need more I, shit like that. One license I really wish they'd make it to a film... Is Donna Riders. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd be surprised if it happened at this point, but I mean, maybe they could uh, reboot Donna Riders or something. Well, I don't see why not. It's yeah. just dinosaurs with lasers. I mean, kids still have to like that. At this dinosaurs time. with lasers, man. That's, that, that's yeah. all you need to say right there. That's how you pitch it. That's yeah, that's it. I'm sure that's how it was pitched back in the 80s. <laughs> Dinosaurs with lasers and cocaine. I just, I'm surprised it hasn't been made anything yet. You know, you've got dinosaurs, which you know they're always big. So that show didn't last very long, though. Or the, well, it wasn't really a show, was it? It was just that was a series. It lasted like one season. Yeah, they released it in the UK on DVD for some reason. I've got it. I just I haven't really watched it all. I really only watched the VHS tapes that came with the figures. Do you remember there was another show that was similar right around the same time that was you would wear this thing and you'd hook it up to the it was somehow hooked up to the VHS tape and you would like have a little thing you put over your eye. I never did it, but I saw the box and stuff and you'd like shoot at the screen. It was called like laser shot or something stupid like that. No, that's not ringing a bell. Same same people that made Dino Riders. Same same company. If I saw it, I'd probably remember it. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't have it, so I wasn't very familiar with it. But uh, see what else we got going on here. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is going to be coming out this Friday. Is that right? The eleventh. Yeah, it is this Friday. Friday. Yep. I'm really looking forward to that one. That and uh, Sin City are like two of my number ones for this summer that I wanted to see. You know, of course Godzilla was up there, but um, apart from those two. Yeah, we saw that a few nights ago. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I didn't know how you'd you know, like it. That was my third time. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I've been a fan so long, of course I'm going to find issues with it. Yeah. But it didn't ruin the movie for me at all, any of the yeah. problems I did have. I just... I, I, the Godzilla that was in it was not what was promised in the trailers. Yeah. I become death, destroyer of worlds. It's, you know, that's like apocalyptic, original Godzilla. Yeah. But what we got was the uh, anti-hero almost in the late 60s, which is fine. It just took me a couple of viewings to get used to that version. Well, from the majority of the movie, it Godzilla wasn't even in the film. No. And I think that's what hurt a lot of the, you know, the, the initial reviews of the film. It did. Because of that, because of the trailers, like you're saying. It was it yeah. was advertised differently. But, uh, I mean, as far as the Godzilla movie goes, I mean, I think this had the most, like, 
you know, human element in it than any other other it's films a, that I've seen. Going from a soldier's point of view. Yeah, and it, I mean, I, I, I thought it was well done. I mean, it, the runtime may have been a little bit long. Just a hair, maybe 10, 15 minutes I could have trimmed off, but, you know, I really enjoyed it. It, it, it was, I kind of went into it with a clean slate because I'd heard so much positive and so much negative about it that I didn't really have an opinion, yeah. you know, of what to expect, so... But you no, know, I really did enjoy it. It, uh, you know, I'm kind of sad it didn't do better, but uh, you know, I think it did okay. Oh, it's done well. It, yeah. It's around 480 million so far internationally, as well as domestic. How much did that cost? You know, one, one sixty, I think. They say one sixty, but that's just probably that doesn't include ads and all. So no, that's just a film. Double no, that. promotion. Probably double that for ads, um, or at least another $100 million. They've already announced a uh, full trilogy, though. Oh, really? With uh, Gareth Edwards is going to stick with it. I'm just hoping he will put more Godzilla in this. I understand what he was trying to do. Uh, he was trying to make something different than the typical summer blockbuster, like, say, The Avengers, which is this non-stop shit going on for 30 minutes and you become numb to it. Whenever Godzilla's on the screen, it matters. Yeah. Um, you got some really big shoes to fill. I mean, people are going to hate that movie no matter what you do. You know? Oh, yeah. A certain segment of the population is going to hate that movie. I mean, he tried to appease everyone with, you know, he's got plenty of drama to chew on, you know, plenty of plenty of story, you know, good writing to chew on, and then you've got the other, you know, the blockbuster side of it where you've got all the, you know, action sequences, which were all really well done. And yeah, they were. You know, people that are fans of each of those things are going to hate the other side of it, so yeah, people with short attention spans are not going to like that they have to wait an hour and 20 minutes before any action starts. Oh, yeah, he was going to lose them either way. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know if I was... If I was him, if I'd want to undertake a full trilogy of something that that large, because you're talking about probably another ten years of his life is going to be devoted to that. He's a big fan. But, I mean, especially, I guess he's comfortable with that studio. You know, that studio's going to be up in his ass. Well, uh, Legendary pretty much let him do whatever, well, for that's, the most part. That's good. Um, yeah, see, his next film is going to be a Star Wars standalone film, though. So I'll have a little break. Then I'll come back to Godzilla. I just I don't know when the next Godzilla will come out. There's been no dates set. I remember you talking about that Star Wars film. That's so that is a that is a go. That is gonna yeah, happen. Apparently so. He's been I doubt Harrison Ford will be in it though. No no big loss there. Um we could find somebody else that actually gives a shit about the franchise. I was wondering if they would uh Get different directors for for the next two Godzilla films. The the, the way I kind of see it is the Batman trilogy, yeah. which was legendary as well. Batman Begins to me was a good beginning for it, but I will never watch that film again. It bores me to tears. Me too. At this point, Dark Knight was brilliant to me. Rises was okay. Um, Dark Knight is easily one of my favorite films ever. I mean, oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a perfect film, in my yeah. opinion. And oh. I still feel that way. I felt that way when I saw it, you know, uh, the, the midnight screening. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that way. And I think it's, you know, it's rare when something can maintain that, you know, quality. 
with, yeah. with you know rewatchability. And you know, it's not just Heath Ledger. There are people who say, "Well, the film banked on that on his death." Well, it's a sure. story. You know, sure. the stories. Honestly, as much as I love Heath Ledger, Two Face was awesome in it to me. I wish he had lasted a I did too. Personally. I wish they fleshed that character out a little bit yeah. more. I, I never was a big fan of Two Face in the comics, but I, I did like him in the movie a lot more. Um, yeah, that was kind of a shame. That was the perfect, the perfect way to do that, though, the way they did it in the movie. Yeah. You know, but, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Dark Knight, you know, you're probably living under a log somewhere. But you know, it, it's a pretty big spoiler. You know, but I uh, really enjoyed the way they set that up. Really, really shocking uh, ending too. You know. On both sides of it, you know, to lose a major character like that. Yeah. When you uh, know another movie's coming, you know. Yeah, they already knew they were going to do a third one. I'm, I'm wondering what the third one, if they had um, anticipated using the Joker again. Now, maybe have to scrap that entirely for what they went with. I don't think they would have. Well, he would have been in there... If, even if they stuck with the script they did, I, I think Joker would have shown up because of the prison scene. He would have shown up, right, but it wouldn't, he wouldn't have been the major uh, villain. Well, I think, I get the feeling he would have fucked Bane up yeah. with how he was. I mean, not necessarily the Dark Knight, but a lot of the other Batman comics were that way, you know. Joker would show up for a few pages, you know, mm-hmm. here or there all the time. But, uh, yeah, you know, obviously they did. You know, they did play off the the death of Heath Ledger. Why the hell not? You know, he he. You know, he lived for the full production of the movie. Yeah, I mean that's. He was already working on his next one. Yeah. Uh, they'd already Dr. shot about, Shot about half of it, hadn't they? Something like that. Are they? That's when Gilliam decided to have other actors portray that character. I haven't well. seen that movie, but that's why I like four different actors. I think play Colin Farrell. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. Can't remember the other one. Um, Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick, I think Rick Moranis was the, was the other one. Rick Moranis? Yeah. Oh, okay. He came out of retirement just for that. He did. He did. Okay. Special, a special role for him. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know how we got talking about that, but. I'm geared up for that and uh, Sin City. I'm a huge fan of the Sin City movie and really looking forward to it. I'm not, I think this movie is going to fail miserably as far it's as the so gross long. goes. It's, yeah. it's it's a bad time. It's What's the rating? Is it, it R? Rated R? I hope it's R. Let me go uh, look up here. I just I just wondered if they would have made it, made it make it uh, PG thirteen to bring in more of that tween crowd. Well, speaking of that, you know they just rated the uh, Expendables three. Yeah. You heard about that? Yeah, that's rated PG thirteen. But well, I haven't seen the first two, so no, you're not missing a whole lot. You can imagine what it's about. Um, I don't know if that's a huge loss. Uh, I mean, I just don't think the kids are going to go see that anyway. This movie should be aimed at. People our age and older, anyway. That's the reason they're in there. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Like no, no fucking eighteen-year-old kid, fifteen-year-old kid's gonna have nostalgia for fucking Sylvester Stallone, you know? No. Or uh, you know, Liam Neeson. Who the fuck else is the you know the the new one in this movie? Well, they just put Jason Statham and like Drake and Josh. 
in there. <laughs> Disney crowd. That's not even fucking relevant anymore either, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Gosh, I stopped paying attention. Those guys are like three years ago. Three years younger than us now. Yeah. But uh, let's see. A Dame to Kill for. If it's rated yet. Do you think this is another one directed by Frank Miller in, in name only? Name credit only? Well, I think it's a spirit. What you did direct, I don't think did well. Oh, shit. Oh, oh God damn it. It was awful. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, watch it. I want to see it because of Sam Jackson in like an SS uniform. He turns into an octopus or some shit. That movie was a, a bad copycat of Sin City. But uh, I really feel like Sin City is like about five or six years too late because people that, I mean, the, the modern audience is not going to even remember that movie. So it's not like that's a huge, you know, memorable film anyway. It's no. kind of a cult, cult hit no, type for movie. Those sensibilities. And you also had, you know, they've waited so long, too, the actors have died yeah. since. Yeah. Yeah, granted, they both died young, but, you know, still... I don't know. I'm curious why it took him so long to be able to do it. I guess Robert Rodriguez is working on other shit. Shark Boy, Lava Girl, you know, two. Like it's something he enjoys doing, I guess. Um, but did you see the the Eva Green uh, poster teaser poster yes. that they wouldn't they wouldn't let come out? I don't know. I can kind of understand it. I mean, you don't really want that in a theater where you know families go oh I put titties everywhere yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean yeah, yeah. I'm not going to understand the problem I mean they, they was full on nipple in that thing um but Eva Green Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh Jessica Alba Bruce Willis Rosario Dawson you know Jamie King Mickey Rourke a lot of the people from the first film Christopher Lloyd is rumored to be in here Christopher Lloyd Christopher really? Lloyd He's going to be playing Doc. He's going to be reprising his... Again? Just like he did in that Seth MacFarlane movie? Gigawatts. Yeah. He just Probably. shows up in random movies for the next ten years. We could talk about that uh, once upon a time in the... Or how to, how to get raped in the West or what, something like in that. In the West. Whatever it's called. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It uh, may be good, may not be, but... It definitely will not make any money. I don't think they're going to be able to market that thing to anybody. It's the only thing... I think it'll do decently on Blu-ray. Yeah. And DVD. That's where the money's going to come in. I'm definitely going to... Well, I, you know, if I enjoy it, I'll buy it. But I'm going to go see that in the theater, I hope. I'm hoping to go see here in the next few days that... Uh, God damn it. It's a, a new horror movie that, that was released... One second. Is the door for us from evil? Yeah, that's it. Uh, deliver us from evil. I don't know how that's doing. Let's see. Uh, decent rating so far, so I'll definitely check that out. And have you seen the, the trailers for Earth to Echo? I have. I mean, I've seen ads on my Kindle yeah. and stuff for it. I, I have a feeling that movie's going to flop think so you know I, I've not some of these films 
I've noticed though they'll advertise just a little bit, like these children's films. Yeah. And they disappear. Yeah. You know, there's tons of that crap came out when I was working in the in the movie theaters that but just may or may not have been, been been good. You know, some of them may have actually been okay. No, just from promotion. You know, you look at a movie like The Iron Giant, which was promoted like like crap. Yeah. And uh, that movie's really good. Oh yeah. That's gained a big call following. Yeah, that gained a cult following after the fact. Yeah. That's Brad Bird. You know, did what, The Incredibles? Oh, yeah. He's working on another one. He did, he did like, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. He did Ghost Protocol? Like okay. So. He's a good director. Oh, fuck yeah. That was a pretty good movie. I'm not a big fan of those, but I did like that one. That was, what, the fourth one of those? Yes. You know... That's what... What's-his-name's working on now, Tom Cruise? They're filming it right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In, uh... UK somewhere, maybe? They're, uh... That's what... I don't know if you remember the rumors when Harrison Ford got hurt. They were saying Tom Cruise is going to fill in for him in Star Wars. And everybody was like, no, that's not going to happen because he's filming Mission Impossible 5 right now. Who starts these rumors? It was on... I saw a fucking website... Talking about it, but I mean, obviously, you know, total bullshit. But oh yeah, that's just some asshole wants to start crap like that to see how far it goes. Earth to Echo just—it already—it's already started in Canada. Really? Is it a Canadian film? I don't think so. It starts here next Friday, or wait, oh, hmm, it says Monday, June. Hold on, that's a film festival. Oh, fuck it, I don't know when the release date is. I can tell you when it starts in Malaysia. 24th of July. But, uh, I don't know. I I saw the trailers, I thought it was okay looking. I thought about bringing my kids to it. Um, Anything that's not a cartoon I'd like to see, but it's, I don't know, I thought it may be a little bit too old for them to, you know... They probably wouldn't, you know, be able to appreciate it very much for something that's not a cartoon. But uh, let's see. That was another one, a trailer before Godzilla, Interstellar, a Christopher Nolan film coming out next year. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's a pretty interesting trailer. Matthew McConaughey's in it. I don't know anything about it. Um, rockets, farms, and stuff. And, you know, it almost seems like a subdued Michael Bay thing because it reminded me somewhat of Armageddon if if it had been, you know, on morphine or something. Oh, really? You know, Armageddon's all about American flags and you know, wheat fields and asteroids and Michael Clark Duncan. Freshly baked apple pie. <laughs> Oh, I have seen this one. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Or I, I've I've seen the poster at least. Um, I don't know. Probably too early to tell. Oh yeah, they're still filming out. I'm sure it'll make a fuckload of money, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it with the uh, news. Not a whole lot of news going on right now. But have you watched anything recently? Oh, you and I did. We've watched uh, Noel. Food of the Gods Part 2. Right, right. 
And what did you think of that? Well, that's, that's not to be confused with uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy. This is the movie I thought you were talking about first. <laughs> so you can, oh, I, was, I was a bit surprised. but uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it really wasn't very good. I, I was kind of expecting... To be a little, you know, funnier than it than it was. It you didn't really like was, Bobby? No, it wasn't really uh, a what? giant kid. Oh no, no, he was the best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish they'd made the whole movie about him. I should have instead man. of uh, the, the you know the miniatures with the rats walking around on it. Well. Um, all the problems with the film. I, I've seen it. That's probably my sixth or seventh time seeing it. I, I don't wow. love the film. Um, but the editing, it just... They couldn't have even edited out some of that. Like the the, the boom mic coming into no, the shot repeatedly. You need to do another take on that. Uh, yeah, it just didn't do... It's like... Well, I'm not going to compare the director really to Ed Wood, but it's something like that. You know, you film one take and that's it, no matter yeah. what. One and done. Um, well, that dude. That's a wrap. Reacting to that stuff, and the guys behind him with those uh, syringes. Oh, pumping dude. that stuff through his face. That's some of the worst shit I've ever seen before. <laughs> what was the other one they did? When the rats are attacking the swimmers. And you see the person in the miniature pool <laughs> yanking the pulling rats back. The, yeah, pulling the rats back. Those two things right there, those may be the worst, like, fuck-ups I've ever seen in a movie. Because they're, they're, not only are they obvious, and they're right in the, the frame, but they're, they last for, like, 20 seconds. Well, you know when they were uh, editing it, they saw it. They had to have seen it. You know, the... Man, fuck it, that's uh, the best thing we got with this injectable rats. Or this injectable face. Just put something in there. But put a oh, fuck. I don't know. And then the the um, I like the exterminator who had that yeah. massive flamethrower. Yeah. For no reason. No reason. That's that's not a general. Uh, and he's walking into a library and fries that rat in the library with this huge World War Two era flamethrower. <laughs> It's got like a backpack. He's <laughs> always chomping on a cigar. Yeah. No matter what he's doing. Yeah. Killing John Rats. Um. Th- this is a Canadian production. <laughs> Was it? Does that surprise you? No. No, not at all. I don't know. I kind of expected it to be like uh, in Spain or some weird place like that. Just because it was so awful. Now that main scientist in there, the one who had the white rat, they kept saying it was female, but it's clearly male. Right, but right. But you can't hide that with a rat. <laughs> no. At all, because their balls are like right. their body size. Right. Rats are, yeah, rats are very well endowed. That dude, and then he, he was always looking at screensavers <laughs> and messing with his keyboard. Yeah. And I thought he was doing yeah. DNA shit. It's just like some random, like, computer, like, pie graphs or something on the fucking screen. Well, it was like the... The director was telling him, okay, wait 30 seconds for the screensaver to come on, then we'll start recording. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, oh, man. going to town on that keyboard. He was going to town with his, you know, two index fingers. Casio was going on in the background. Oh, god damn, the fucking soundtrack. Uh, man, they were really ripping and tearing with that Casio. What is that? That guy, though, that main scientist has been in something else. He was in, uh, I think, Chopping Mall. 
He was the guy who invented those little robots. Right. And he was in another movie as a cop. I don't know why I can't remember what that was. But I like that scene where he's having that dream. And he's screwing that chick. Oh, yeah. His hands get huge. That's awesome, yeah. And her legs are just flailing. <laughs> no. I'm going to screenshot that and no. put it on this, on this episode. That's an awesome picture. I it can't really find is. it. It really is. Screenshot. Awesome. You know, I, that, it's a movie. If nobody has seen it, find it. It's got to be cheap. Artisan put it out on DVD. I would say watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth the late night watch. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a fun one. You know, like I said, it, it was really so bad, it was kind of hard to laugh at. But, uh, uh, yeah. That Mario Van Peebles want to be in there. Yeah. Had his face eaten off. Uh, the, the Bobby kid that you keep talking about, he, he was definitely the best part of the movie. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> he keeps talking to this other doctor, uh, Dr. Trigger or something. A uh, female doctor, like, it's like, hey, are you okay, Bobby? Yeah. You need something to eat? Fuck you! Oh, you remember? Yeah, he like, burned in hell or something like that. He escaped. Yeah, and they like tagged him or some crap, yeah. and he falls down. Yeah, she comes over there, he rolls over, and just spits on her. It's <laughs> like so I hate you, doctor, or whatever, and just spits on him. Spits He's gob in her yeah. face. Yeah. God, that kid was awesome. But uh, we need to do it like a double feature of this movie and uh, what was that movie I was telling you about? Uh, the uh, the other rats movie. I'm not sure. Um, Was it 80? Screen Factory's got it coming out recently. Just called Rats? No, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's, uh... Oh, fuck, I can't think of it. Anyway, it's, uh... Screen Factory's releasing it on Blu-ray sometime soon. That's interesting. The movie has nothing to do with the food of the gods at all. You said it has nothing to do with the first movie either. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. The first movie was 70... God, it was Bird-Eye Gordon. I think it was like 74, 76. And, uh... So I've never seen the first one either. It's... If you like seeing rats actually being brutally murdered... Yeah. Watch it. They're they're obviously being killed. Oh, yeah. Animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Uh, well, Gordon was notorious for that. He made the beginning of the end with giant grasshoppers. Oh, yeah. And most of them died. You know, he had them in his garage. He had like 200 of them or something. They kept dying. Yeah. Uh, he didn't give a shit. As long as he could make a crappy movie, he was sure. okay. Sure, sure. He made Empire of the Ants. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that used to be a staple on Saturday yeah. afternoons. TBS and USA. But, uh... Yeah, the first one is like this crap comes out of the ground. Oh, yeah, you remember and, telling me about you know, it. The woman, Ida Lupino, is the actress. She did far better things in her heyday. Yeah. But she's like keeping it in jars. Yeah. And I love the jars because she labels them FOTG, which is ridiculous. So I want to keep that in my pantry. FOTG. Yeah, food of the guy. Uh, yeah, I mean it's sure. just it's jizz. So it looks like jizz <laughs> all in the jars. This reminds me of stuff. Yeah, it's I somewhat mean, like that, yeah. except you know, instead of like, melting people, this turns chickens into like eight foot tall monsters. 
what dumbass is like, hey, look at that nasty shit coming out of the earth. Let's eat that. Let's see what that oh. tastes like. Like, just go out of town on it. He was like, he looked like that old coagulated grease. Yeah. You know, after you were done cooking, you know, ground beef and whatnot. And, and they love this shit. Yeah. You know, wasp got huge and yeah. stung people in the face. And, sure. You know, it like kind of like in uh, The Mist when that yeah. woman is stung in the face. Except not as awesome. But, yeah, it, it's nothing to do with that. Uh, I don't even know why they called it Food of the Gods. I mean, because the, what they ate was something that they... It was like a scientist experiment, right? Yeah, the second one. Yeah. It was supposed to be... Help! It was supposed to make fruit or uh, vegetables get bigger. Yeah, for a third world countries. Yeah. But that other movie I was trying to think of was called Deadly Eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. It's, uh, I think that may be Italian. I'm not sure that. I've never seen that one either. But uh, Food of the Gods, you may find this funny. The tagline is, or Food of the Gods Part 2, it's their party. You can die if you want to. I don't have anything. I can't add anything to that. <laughs> I, I've never even heard of that. It's not even on the... Oh, wait. They got more taglines. Oh, They're hungry. There is no escape. Yeah, that's on the DVD right here. They're hungry? Yeah. And then the, uh, the the next one is... They're big, they're back, and they're hungry. God. Directed by Damien Lee... Yep. Um, I gotta find whatever else he directed because I want to see it. I think I looked him up the other night. I don't think it's a whole lot. Much of uh, other other shit. No, this guy we looked up. Remember, he's still working today. He's still directing stuff. Who, Damien Lee? Mm-hmm. Let's see. It's all random shit. Nobody's gonna. Work. Yeah, it's just a bunch of. It sounds like a bunch God. of like straight video stuff. Well, like, yeah, it's just filler. He did ski school in 1990. That was. Oh God. Was that going for him? Was a big, uh, big VHS rental. What? Last Man Standing. That can't be the fucking Bruce Willis movie, is it? No. That was some piece of garbage. I'm sure. What the hell? But uh. Another movie I watched was uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. That was one that oh, yeah. you, you told me to check out. I've, I've been wanting to watch it for a while. I don't know. I just kind of had other stuff going on. But, yeah, I finally checked it out. I really enjoyed it. it. It definitely met my expectations. I'd like to watch it again. It's one of those epic movies that you really need to watch a few times to get them all down, you know? Yeah. What did you think of that one? Oh, I enjoyed it. I watched it with my uh, brother. I guess what did he think? Do you like him? Huh? Do you like it? Oh, he's one to recommend it. Oh, yeah. He was... He loves stuff like that. Um, so I went over to his place and we watched it. And, uh, you know, I know it's based on a real story about a huge shithead who did affect people's lives. Sure. Negatively. But I enjoy the movie for what it is. You know... Well, basically just making people invest in shit to, you know, whether or not they make money doesn't matter. It's you making money at the t- at the time, right? Yeah. The uh, the broker. And those penny stocks. That's what he started at, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. What, uh... Uh, DiCaprio was awesome in it, as usual. Uh, Rob Reiner was pretty good in it. Yeah. 
and uh, Jonah Hill surprised me. I like him in these yeah. these more serious roles, even though he was kind of goofy in it. Yeah, he fit. I like Jonah Hill in there. Yeah, I, I've really come around on him. He used to really rub me the wrong way. Well, have you but, seen him in Moneyball? Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, uh, he's he's not. I think it was much more of a straight man in Moneyball. Yeah, yeah, he was. I just out of the two from Superbad, well, the three if you want to call McLaughlin, which I don't even really consider. Uh, Michael Sarah is the one who annoys me. I like Michael Sarah, but he's very much a one-trick pony. Kind yeah, he of. really is. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's that way. I think that that's how he's been portrayed. I think that he needs to fire his agent and really get get on some, you know, more dramatic roles. Well, maybe that'll help but, him. I mean, they're funny too, I think. I mean, you can't deny him in Arrested Development. No, no, not at all. I just... But, uh, I don't know. Jonah Hill has shown surprising range. He's really surprised me. I saw uh, uh, 20, 22 Jump Street the other night. Oh, did you? It was really good. Was it? I like the other one. I'd say it's on par with the first one. It's yeah, okay. a really funny movie. Um, and... Uh, he, it's weird because he like fluctuates weight the entire time. I know. I mean, in the movie he does. Oh, within the movie? Yeah. He <laughs> I, I know he does in general, but I mean in this movie. I mean, like his IMDb picture is him, you know, he weighs like a buck 35, but I mean, he's like, you know, 150 to probably 250 in that movie. The and thing it, is, when he gains or loses weight, it's easy to tell because he's got a lot of on his face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like that picture I sent you the other day when they reversed his uh, his, his head oh God, and his beard. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he uh, he was huge in that picture, man. Wait, did you look up pictures of that uh, prank Brad Pitt played on him in Moneyball? I did. I couldn't really find a whole lot. I, I, I saw the, the golf uh, cart. The, the golf cart. Yeah. yeah. But he, he he made it. A, it was a pink golf cart, right? Yeah, he took it and painted it hot pink. Because Jonah Hill used it on the set. Right. So Brad Pitt took it and painted it in hot pink and had a whole picture of Wham put on the front of it. <laughs> but with Jonah Hill and Brad, Brad Pitt's faces. Right. Photoshopped on Right. It. Instead of... And uh, when he would turn it on, it would apparently just play, you know, wake me up before you go-go yeah. constantly. And later he did... He took the golf cart and put dildos all over it. You know, as you do. Yeah, I mean that's that's that would be the only thing I would be able to come up with if I were doing a prank. Just just joshing around, joshing around. Just joshing, just putting dicks everywhere, as you do. But uh, yeah, no good uh, good flick. I really enjoyed Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, scored you know Scorsese's at the top of his game. I think got a uh, got got shafted for the Oscar once again. No. Oh, the Oscars are bullshit. He just um, needs to. Uh, he needs to do some passion piece that revolves around some, you know, segregated member of society or some, you know, some some bleeding art piece that people can really get, you know, get a, get behind. Because that's it's really bullshit, man. Because that's I mean, everybody knew what was going to win Best Picture, you know. And I, I haven't seen that movie yet, and I really want to, but uh, I just think it's unfortunate that that's what the Oscars have turned into. 
instead of it actually being you know the best you know best uh, best actor best director best film it's too much politics exactly and, and it's a shame politics has to be thrown into every everything. fucking yeah. aspect of our lives man um, I'm tired of it give me a break try to stay out of it but exactly it's hard to try to stay out of it like let things be separate you know but that's why the Oscars are bullshit and they have been for quite a while now and you know generally if they're gonna vote a movie at number one I may not even see that movie you know? well half the stuff they they uh, nominate is all independent films or foreign films that I understand not nominating crap like Transformers and all that. I get it. Sure, sure. But but at the, the end of the day, what made more money? Well, you know, yeah, what you did the people want to go see? You know, the average person. I just they could. I'm not saying to pick just mainstream stuff, but God, stop picking stuff that only came out to like 50 theaters. Exactly. You know, people need to. You know, when I watch the Oscars, I like to know what the hell you're voting for. Right. You know, you'd like to be able to see it versus they release that shit, you know, December 20th at, you know, 10 screens, you know. Just to get it in there. 10 screens in New York, you know, or 5 screens in New York, 5 screens in L.A. Huh. Just to get it for an Oscar nod. But, uh... That's, it's, it's all crap. I'll, it's the same problem I have with, like, Leonard Malton, reviewers like him, you know, that totally bypass never seen these movies you know these B movies never seen them never watched one of them but you have an opinion of them you know like well, don't have an opinion if you haven't seen it it's like I was saying film critics to me it's touchy because each person has different genres that they love and right. those that they don't care about that's just the nature of it a film speaks to you as a person you know, whether you like it or not. You know, like, like we were talking about The Seventh Seal. Everybody seems to love that. I hated it. I thought it was yeah, pretentious. Sure. But there are other movies other people don't see as, you know, classics that I do. Right. Like Duck, You Sucker, that Sergio Leone film. Yeah. Most people would pick The Good, The Bad, The Ugly as his best one. Right. That's my favorite. That just speaks to me. You know, that's, that's the nature of film. So film critics, you have to take it with a grain of salt no matter what. Because, you know, they're going to fight Winter Malton Pan's crap that you and I tend to like. And he licks Disney's ass all the yeah. time. I mean, he's just, you know, all up in that ass. No matter what. <laughs> Roger Ebert was the same way. No matter yeah. what Disney crapped out, they were ready to eat it. Right. Um, and it's like I was watching uh, Mystery Science Theater the other day. Yeah. And I've been actually going back around because I... I Really started watching the show under Joel, and never really gave Mike a chance at the time. But now I am. Yeah. And they had that movie Laser Blast, which Winter Malton gave two and a half stars, yeah. which is ridiculous. You watch the movie, you don't understand why he even mentioned it. Exactly. Anyway, it's terrible. When you compare that to some other movies that he gave that rating to. Yeah. And they do that at the end of the episode. It's actually pretty funny. But uh, I mean, it's like the whole cocaine thing you've been talking about. That has to be the only reason he saw any any redeeming quality in it. Well, it's like one thing I wanted to mention that, that, you know, Leonard Malton in particular, I've, you know, I got his his new book and I've, you know, I've just been looking at random movies, you know. I think of a movie title. I look it up. You know, he's got a, 
it's really too short of a review. I wouldn't even call it a review. It's more like a sentence. You know, a blurb, a blurb, yeah, a little yeah. something to put on a, a box is what it is. Yeah, some some uh, you know, uh, you call a catchphrase, a little well, catchphrase, something that's catchy to put yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Poster, yeah. Phantasm, uh, you know, Phantasm, Phantasm Two, and Phantasm Three. He gives all one and a half stars. One and a half stars out of four. And Phantasm is probably one of the best horror movies in the past. What third? Uh, it's good stuff. I've Forty, fifty years. One. I mean, I mean, definitely top ten. I mean, you know, I I can understand you may not appreciate two or three, but you you can't give all the Phantasm movies one and a half stars. It's almost like it was just uh, washed over. You know, like he probably had it going when he was cooking dinner or something, and you well, know, always that that's yeah. He, what you say, glossed over? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's all it is. Sure. Yeah, that's that's why I just I don't go by any critics, unless it's somebody who I've read and and seems to like the same stuff yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, that's you know what I tend to gravitate towards. But you know, before the internet, you know, all I knew was printed reviews by you know Roger e- Roger Ebert, you know Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. And, you know, Leonard Malton, there was a few more that were well-known, you know, that wrote for the, you know, the big papers, you know, around the, uh, the country. That I would look at, you know, because the reviews, I don't know if you remember in the paper, were right above, like, where they would put the listings mm-hmm. for, for the, you know, for the showtimes and everything. And I'd read the shit, and, you know, I'd go see the movie, and I basically formed the opinion that if they didn't like it, I was going to go like it, you know? Just because that's how it always seemed to turn out to me, which is why I've really appreciated the internet because I've been able to talk to people that have common interests to me, you know, the common interests as I do. Yeah. We can all discuss these types of movies and we don't have to, you know, wax poetically, you know, and, you know, suck suck the dick of these huge companies, you know, just to get whatever, you know, throwbacks they're getting, you know. Well, you can can spot those a mile away, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they've got this crap, they've got a Rolodex of just whatever, you know, four-star reviews they want. You know, a company calls them up and like, hey, you know, we'll give you this, this for, you know, you know, just you know, show a little appreciation, yeah. of course, to the review. Oh, sure. That's all that is. Oh, sure. But, I mean, it's it's not just those big guys. I mean, it's some of these, you know, I could say the same thing with some of the, you know, the horror review websites out there that, you know, do the same thing for some of these independent movies. You know, no. they'll they'll have their little blurb, their little sound bite on the top, you know, by, you know, you know, insert name of the website, you know, oh best Gore Gortastic, brother. You oh, know Gore Fest, brother. It's, you know, whatever it is and it's it's the same type thing, you know. Well, it's like you see those posters and, and you know, I've seen a few of them where they would come out with a film and they'll come out with a poster just full of Critics' reviews yeah. of it, you know, little snapshots of their reviews. Yeah. Like I, I have one for Passion of the Christ. Yeah. It's a tiny picture of the poster and all this bullshit all over it. And I've gotten to where if I see a poster like that, if they're going to advertise what critics say about it, oh, the right. film itself, I'm going to walk the other way. Fuck that! I don't go there to see what somebody else you know, I mean, it's, likes. It's got all the other, uh, you know, blurb sound bites. Yeah, from exactly. The other. 
So I, oh my god, all these people like this, yeah. you know. So I'm like, yeah, they all got free pizzas or something. But it's like, yeah, you can, you know, give these people a thousand dollars and make them like the movie, you know, and put their yeah. shit on your website. So it basically means nothing. Oh yeah, right. it means nothing. But look, let me read you what uh, Leonard Maltin has to say about uh, the first Phantasm from 1979. He says, Two dull brothers take on a flying object that punctures skulls and a creepy cemetery worker whose ties are so thin he he belongs playing Louie Louie at a 1964 prom. Followed by three sequels. Cemetery worker whose ties... I don't even really understand what he's trying to say there. Huh. Anyway, um, I don't know if you watched the same movie I did, but, uh... <sighs> it's... My thing is, a movie I may dislike, somebody else may enjoy, and that's fine. You know, I like, like a movie I detest is Doom Generation. I absolutely hate that film. Oh, yeah? But, you know, one of my best friends loves it. I think he loves it because I hate it. But it's got Rosario Dawson in it. And these two dudes who... I've seen it. Oh, have you? Yeah. You remember the scene with the guys like... I've seen it multiple off? times, yeah. Did you like it? No, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know why I keep watching it. But uh, that that director has done some stuff I do enjoy, though. I can't think of his name right off. Like. Well, I mean, I would be the wrong person to review something like that. Right. You know, if I don't like a movie, I just stay away from it. Would you? What other people enjoy it? Two dull people have Started dull, off have just dull like stuff. Two, two assholes. So one asshole jerks off watching the other asshole through the window well, and I think flicks his fingers. Yeah, that, that's the part that... Uh, yeah, that's the part you keep you. watching... That's that, that's the part that's on a loop in my brain. Yeah. Um, that's uh. He did uh oh mysterious skin yeah. He did Mysque- uh, mysterious skin that that same director. Have you seen that one? No, I've not watched anything else he's done. I've seen enough. It's it's definitely you know he plays for a lot of the shock value type stuff. I can tell. But <laughs> obviously, this is from 2004, and it, it has uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. He seems like he would be the perfect actor to and, work with uh, director. You know, obviously, they're uh, one of the boys is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like a homosexual prostitute. Oh, good. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually a pretty good movie, though. It's Seriously, like- yeah. But. Uh, Anyway, I guess we can go ahead and uh, stop bullshitting here and get into what we're actually going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about uh, nostalgia for old, for yeah, older yeah. movies. We say eighties, nineties, and you know whether or not they hold up when we go back and rewatch them these days. I think we've all got these movies that we kind of put up on a pedestal because we saw them in our youth and think they're so great, and you know they don't always, you know, live up to that. It's not just movies, it's, you know, television shows as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you and I were, were, what, literally one month apart in yeah. age. And uh, so we we kind of, you know, had the same sensibilities, I guess, for it. So, like, we grew up with the same stuff, obviously. Right. 
But we could talk to each other about it. Sure. You know. Whether or not we both like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. Like, I guess one thing for me, I remember as a kid waiting for the school bus to pick me up, and Voltron would be on in the yeah. morning. Yeah. Oh man. Transformers and Voltron. That's a perfect example. And, uh, I uh, I absolutely loved it at the time. Voltron. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I tried to watch it. It's been a few years. It was uh, Cartoon Network was still showing. Yeah. The old one. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, yeah, it's Voltron. So I put it on. Yeah. And I hated it. I absolutely loathed it. It yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Now that may be how it was re-edited for the uh, American audiences. It's yeah. called Go Lion, and it's original Japanese. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, really. And it's a little more violent. It's a little more adult. Because yeah. Japanese kids can apparently put up with that more than American kids can, I guess. Violence? Uh, yeah, I mean, they had more violence in that. Huh, that's strange. Um, Generally, they, you know, Americans are known as the violent ones. Uh, maybe that's why it's so repressed for us. Yeah. Whereas they, they draw in like their toddlers watch, you know, hentai. But, <laughs> um, of course. Uh, but uh, it just it did not age well at all. I could not even finish one episode of it. Yeah, you know, and, uh, Transformers was a little different. It's on Netflix, and I watch it every now and again. You know, it takes me back. Transformers. The the biggest problem for me, you know, watching it now is the uh, the problems with the animation. Yeah, and you know, same with you know Ninja Turtles, Teenage yeah. Ninja Turtles. Just lots of. They they rehash a lot of the same uh, you know uh, the same animations yeah and it's just lots of you know I know a lot of cartoons that I I've gone back and watched there'd be you know just the wrong color things you know the uh, the cells are the wrong color yeah for uh, the entire episode you know like uh, and see that that played stuff into the nineties still you know like right at Stimpy you know the nose Stimpy's nose. Like for a couple of seconds, just disappeared in one episode, <laughs> and another one it turns red. Man, um, I can't watch Ren and Stimpy anymore. I used to love it. I can't even watch it. It's I watch the episodes that John Kay was still involved with because he was kicked well, off the show after like re- relatively one, early. one or two seasons, right? Yeah, like two seasons. You know, once season one he directed all the episodes. Right. Season two was spotty, but after he left, I, I don't touch it. See, I didn't even know that he told me. I wasn't even aware that he, you know, the original creator left. And Yeah. Uh, that's why it changed. Just uh, the show changed. And it's uh, surprisingly more just gross out crap. It was already gross. But, you know, when John Kay was still on there, it was weird. You know, it was just, it had that weird grossness. Yeah. And I like the space episodes. Yeah. Whether well, they're out in space. Those are my favorite ones. Yeah. And the happy, happy, joy, joy thing. I like yeah. that. But, uh, now, I don't know. It just, it lost a lot when, once he left. I like the log. Yeah, always with the log. Now, and see, that's another thing. I still enjoy season one and two of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I bought the adult party Ren and Stimpy thing this that was came out. The- Recently released, right? Uh, it, uh, the early 2000s. Oh, really? It's been yeah. that long? God damn. Um, I bought that knowing I'd love it, and I did not. 
It sucked. Really? He he changed the John Cage was back in it, but he changed it to where um, Ren and Stimpy were both homosexuals. No, and really? in one episode they are obviously homosexual. Wow. Uh, and I, I don't really care about that. It's just that's not who they were originally, and he did it for the shock value. Yeah, is all he did it for. So it just it wasn't the same. Um, Here's something you may find interesting. He did a a uh, a TV series called Weekend Pussy Hunt in the year 2000. <laughs> wow, well, that's know. what I was laughing at a minute ago. But uh, well, he did uh, the adventures, the new adventures of Mighty Mouse in the really? late 80s. You remember that from Saturday morning? I didn't know they did new adventures. Oh, that's dude. probably what I watched though. It's uh, I used to love Mighty Mouse. That's a pretty good show. It's weird. It's really strange. Um, remember what I? Do you remember Danger Mouse? I used to yes. love that shit, man. I think about that on a daily basis. They're bringing that back, are they? Of BBC course they are. is bringing it back. Please rate my childhood a little bit more, please. <laughs> well, I don't know how. I don't know what BBC is going to do with that. They're not. Oh, BBC's. Uh, yeah, BBC's oh, okay. sticking with that. Well, so that may be okay. Uh, Put it in some doofus in Hollywood's hands. What was that? They had another one, Count Ducula. Yeah, I remember Count Ducula. I thought about that just the other day. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, cool stuff. I'm sure they're awful now if you tried to watch it now. I I don't know. I haven't even tried. I couldn't say either way. Some things I'm glad to just have those memories. It's Some stuff is better that way. Yeah. And you go back and say, oh man, I used to love this or that. And oh, I know. Revisit it and you're like, oh God, what was I thinking? Uh, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know, you are you watch it with your eye now that's much more, you know, honed in to, you know, defects and much more, you know, it under, you know, you understand a lot more of, you know, the process and, you know, you just, all you see is blemishes instead of just appreciating it for what it is. I know. Uh, and, well, some cartoons, the blemishes were so obvious, like Hanna-Barbera yeah. got really sloppy. Really? There at one point. Uh, and they were never top tier, really. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, some of those cartoons, like Heathcliff and Dennis and Menace. Yeah, oh yeah. That we grew up with. And I, I mean, the Heathcliff theme, whatever I think of it, I still sing stays it. in my head. I still sing it. Uh, that same with Dennis and Menace. Yeah. Uh, now, the animation of those was a little better. Yeah. It just really depended on what company it was. Yeah. But... Even within shows like Animaniacs, different yeah. segments were given to different like animation houses almost. So the style is different. Right. So there's only certain styles that I really like, and some of them just look like crap. That's weird. That's weird that it did that. Uh, it it they did that I guess to get episodes out faster. Yeah. Um. Probably had multiple episodes they're working on at the same time. Well, yeah. That was back when it was still hand. Yeah, hand, it's all uh, hand drawn. Yeah, hand hand filled and everything. Uh, that's before they started doing like squiggly lines and shit for animation, like Ed and Nettie, which all like everybody animating was having seizures all the time. But, that, uh, do you remember uh, the Brothers Grimm? It was real similar to that uh, Ed and Nettie deal. I'm trying to. Uh, it, I, I thought it was by that same guy you were talking about, that John K, but. Does the animation look similar? Uh, I don't remember that, but you just reminded me of the Ed Grimley show for some reason. You remember that? Ed Grimley, Martin Short? 
No. He had a cartoon. He was one of the first cartoons on Cartoon Network because they got all these cartoons and over. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was a cartoon? Yeah, they made it. That that. dude? I didn't know what what the name of that character was. Oh, my God. Uh, That looks awful. How could you make anything longer than a three-minute skit out of that? Oh, I mean, what was a 15, 20-minute wall cartoon? So they really fleshed out his character, huh? No, not really. He would just he sit just, there with like a, a cowbell triangle. or something. Is that a triangle? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. That's what he had. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing some screenshots. It looks, that looks like an awesome cartoon. Well, it's, you know, Cartoon Network had like that. Something called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. I remember that. I remember that. Hair Bear Bunch. Yeah. Uh, random Crap when it first came out. Uh, Banana Splits. See, that was kind of when I wasn't really watching cartoons anymore. Uh, well, I guess I should be ashamed that I, I still come. No, I'm just saying that was what probably mid '90s. Mm-hmm. When the Cartoon Network. Started. I was curious when it first came out and mm-hmm. saw all that. <laughs> when I did an image search for that, I, I pulled up uh, Slim Goodbody. Slim Goodbody. A picture oh, you of did. Slim Goodbody. <laughs> we were just talking, talking about that, that a little while ago. Old PBS stuff. Um. But, uh, no, I, I actually went back and revisited uh, Voltron. I probably watched the whole first season in, like, the late 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause this is uh, still VHS days, I think. I think we just... I think yeah, they should have added out there. Something. Somehow I was able to watch it again. and uh, You know, I definitely did see the flaws, but I, I, I did get to the first season. And I, I think it got worse after that, but you could definitely tell that they edited the hell out of it, you know, for, oh, yeah. the, for the American audience. And the uh, the voiceover work was awful. The uh, you know the dubbing. Oh, well, one thing that's interesting, I guess, just trivia is one of the sounds they kept using. And I don't know if it's when the Voltron lions would uh, form together or not, but it's a sound used for the heat ray in the 1953 War of the Worlds. Really? It's the exact same sound. Wow. Uh, and see, now I recognize that, you know, whenever I do hear it. I'm sure it just became stock, you know, sound effects. I wonder if that was, if that was the American or the Japanese. That, probably the American. You think so, right? Uh, they probably, you know, with as much dubbing as they did, they may have just redone the entire sound, you know, yeah. process, and I don't, or maybe not though. I haven't seen Go Lion, so I don't know. You know, just going through this, you know, talking about Japanese cartoons. One that just came to me that I used to. There was one summer where I, I really got uh, to where I liked this one show called Ronin Warriors. Yeah, I don't know if it, it was a it was an anime, and uh, it was known as. Uh, the Samurai Troopers over in Japan. It was actually a really cool show. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, I think it was like in the, the, the late 80s in Japan, but it wasn't in syndication over in the U.S. until probably early 90s. A few years oh, later. They did that with Power Rangers, too. Oh, I think it was quite old by the time they... Oh, man. Some of that Power Rangers stuff is like probably from the early 80s. It looks like it is, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the film quality? Well, I mean, the not the actual... You know, not the American shot footage. I'm oh, no. About the, the it's, it's very different, though. The American footage is queer. Yeah, exactly. Cleaner, you know. 
you can tell easily when it's you know the giant monster battles oh yeah that stuff has been so popular in there for a while oh god it's called uh, tokusatsu really Ultraman would have been the first one Ultraman yeah. yeah do you remember or not remember this is a current show have you ever seen or heard of the Aquabat Super Show Aquaman Super Show? No, no, Aquabats. Aquabats. It's on Netflix. It's a show for kids, but it's 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 really cool because they have a lot of that giant monster battles in it. Oh, really? It's really really cool. It looks. That. I don't think it's you know old footage, but it's made to look like it is. It's it's really cool, really interesting. Out. You may want to just you know check it out. You can fast forward through it because it's this is a band called the Aquabats. It got started on uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. You may have heard of Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. With the giant orange dildo. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that, that it's like a spinoff show because they've got... I think it's an actual band called the Aquabats that they've got a big... You know, their shtick is to be... You know, they've all got... One guy's got a crazy drawn-on mustache and they've got just a just a dumb, stupid shtick they have. But, anyway, the show's actually pretty cool. My uh, One of my daughters really likes it. Huh. And it's got the... My wife hates it, but I think it's cool that you know she's able to see the giant monster battles. I mean, it looks just like some shit out of like the the seventies. Right. You know, it's it's really cool. The show's okay, but those monster battles are the best part. But uh, oh man, you remember? Uh, this is a bit old for us, but the the Beetleborgs. Yeah, I remember being on it. Watch it. That clown thing with the Jalen nose and chin. That show's got a huge following, by the way. I know all that. A lot of that stuff does. There are hardcore Power Rangers fans out hardcore, there. Hardcore, yeah. Um, I mean, those guys do cons constantly. Oh no, that's uh, the convention we just went to. Yeah. Uh, there, they're going to have a convention with uh, with with several. Uh, Power Rangers. I think they're all there except for uh, for Amy Jo Johnson. <laughs> yeah, whatever she's doing now. The, uh, she's probably... Yeah, Pink Ranger. You know. Yeah, raising a family or something. But, um, uh... Shit, man, we talked about TV. Old cartoons for quite a while. Um, I don't know, a lot of those cartoons are that way, you know. G.I. Joe's that way. It's, you know... It, no. None of that shit's gonna hold up because it was so episodic. You know. Oh, I know. I mean, it was geared towards kids at the time. I get it. Um, Ghostbusters, the animated series, that was probably one of my favorite cartoons when I was a kid. And, you know, I've got the first season, I think, on uh, DVD. And it, it's, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it definitely doesn't hold up well, the way I remember it. I remember specifically Sam Hain in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that little Dracula Goblin thing. I can't remember what the hell that one was. But Sam Hain. What, are you talking about the original Ghostbusters? Yeah, the real Ghostbusters. Oh, the real, the real Ghostbusters, yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. Um, is that what you, you were talking about, or were you talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about that? I'm not talking about that one right there. Oh, oh okay. Uh, um, it was the Ghostbusters, I, I, and then the, the real Ghostbusters, which was like the Ghostbusters from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's an interesting story behind all that. But uh, I remember that cartoon quite a bit. It was 
kind of disturbing. Sometimes. Yeah, it was. Sam, like Sam Hain, like I said. I, I mean, this is like pagan crap in a children's cartoon, you know. And it's got like cheesy music. I'll be like, blah, 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 or something, you know. Always, when it's, always. When it's the fucking, oh, damn, Lucifer did it again. Yeah. Yeah, he's just wacky, Satan. <laughs> Zoinks. They're all laughing. Yeah. Uh, at the very end of it. Yeah. That the Lucifer's just like burn half the city down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slimer's like sodomizing somebody in the back room. <laughs> With what? <laughs> true, true. Corn on the cob, he just pulls out. Well, I guess you could say Slimer being sodomized by another ghost because well, he, yeah, he, he definitely has the ass for it. Well, he has a pretty supple ass on that thing you got right there. <laughs> well, you've got a figure right here in the in the room that uh, it's it's definitely got two two well formed cheeks on it. <laughs> I'm wondering who was the model for that though, because that other one I showed you it doesn't have a butt no, at, all. Have that at all. It's just a big lump. <laughs> I don't recall seeing butt butt cheeks. Like I don't either. Slimer. But, um, I'm not gonna say I don't. I don't like it a little bit. I think it's hilarious. Uh, um, shit. I guess we can go ahead and get on to some movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Segue from Ghostbusters into that. I mean, unless you have any more cartoons you want to talk about. No, no, no. That's fine. I, I, we could talk about this forever. You know, cartoons or and TV shows in general. Stuff. Yeah. We had about an hour long discussion about uh about the ABC program TGIF yeah. a minute ago. Yeah, um, we should have recorded that. We should have recorded that, but it, uh, all that stuff, none of that stuff is going to hold up. You know, none of that stuff is going to hold up. Even uh, though I, I still like a lot of those shows, they're not, I, you can't appreciate them. I, you know, every now and again I'll still watch my Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah, definitely. You uh, know, that one's held up. I think up. Fresh Prince does hold up, yeah. Uh, and for myself, Married with Children, and it's yeah, like one of my sure. absolute favorite TV shows. But of course, that was that was never a TGIF thing, you know. No, that was really a kind of. I remember when I was watching it when I was probably ten years old. You know, yeah. my, my parents didn't want me watching it. I still did. Well, know? see, my parents didn't either. Yeah. I had to sneak around. Yeah, I did too. Uh, you know, I'd be at my grandparents when my parents were like down in the den watching it. Yeah. I sneak into my grandfather's yeah. bedroom, right. turn on the TV, and watch, you know, Married with Children. And, you know, one time I did that with Unsolved Mysteries, and it scared the shit yeah. out of me, man. Because <laughs> I was alone in there. Yeah. The, the window right next to that TV goes, it's just fields. Right. And then there's a swamp, a panther swamp back there. Right. And I was young, and my cousin had decided to be an asshole and tell me all about the uh, Yazoo monster. Oh, yeah. You know, which is then Willie um, Morrison's good old boy. Yeah. Uh, I believe in that fucking thing. Yeah. So this was a, a an episode about Sasquatch. Right. And it, and it, I mean, Unsolved Mysteries was already unsettling with the music and Robert Stack. Yeah. Uh, and watching this episode with the sun going down, the fucking swamp right there ruined my night. Yeah. You know, I, but see, I have good memories of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I just, it would just be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Unsolved Mysteries is a show that's still great. It's uh, still great, but man, I, <laughs> that show puts me to sleep now. Does it? Yeah. Well, see, they've edited it so much now for a lifetime. Well, I they mean, took the, all the supernatural the stuff out. When it first came out on DVD, I think we all watched a little bit of it. Yeah, I have a few of them. Yeah. Um, I wish they had put them out in episode 
water. They have not put out nearly all of them. That's like they did with uh, a lot of, you know, they do have a lot of stuff. They want to put it, this is Ghost and Goblins edition, or this is yeah, the fucking yeah. missing persons, or whatever, you know, the different mm-hmm. segments they had, which is stupid. So that's well, not how you watch the show. No, no, not at all. I mean, you had like a good, you know, you'd have like, I saw a murder here, then aliens putting stuff in people's butts here, and then, you know, people talk about this this mystery has been solved here. Right. And more about probing and Sasquatch <laughs> and Nessie and all that. And I, I loved it. I, I loved it at the time. Uh, I still love... I, of course, I love paranormal stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. You know, whether I believe That's, all of it or not, I don't know. But I, it takes me back to when I did believe it all, you know. Uh, and that would be something... I see, we've gone right back to TV shows. Well, that's fine. But, I mean, there, there's a lot of that. You know, you think now, you say, well, there's not a lot of par- paranormal shows on now, but there really is. They're just not very good. Uh, that's it's more all, now than there used to be. It's all that Ghost Hunters crap and uh, yeah, and, and paranormal. What is that? Uh, Deep South Paranormal and you know, that, that other show with Bobo Squatching, Gone oh, Squatching or something. And, uh, American Sasquatch Sweepstakes or oh, Bigfoot oh, Hunter. I mean, they get... It's that shit though. I, I I put in the category of the stupid mock uh, reality TV. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's all fake. You know, even the, I mean, even the ghost hunter shows. I, I think. I mean, they're obviously fake. I mean, they're obviously fake. And, you know, as much as people love that stuff, I think oh. it's the same as you know watching, you know, the Survivor or something. It's it's just it's pre-programmed. Yeah. It's scripted. Yeah. See, Monster Quest is more like stuff we used to watch. Really. Uh, you know, it's more a straightforward documentary kind of thing. Now they had they they really stretch it in a lot of them. Monster Quest is on History, right? Uh, yes. I, I've, I've seen that one. Yeah, that one is pretty good. Uh, Ancient Aliens. Ancient Aliens is, is one I really enjoy. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the, you know, the like Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, and all that. There's a lot. There's a lot with paranormal in the title. Uh, yeah. I have psychics and all that mess. It's it's not like it used to be for me. For no, me, you know, it's it's an era of realism. I feel like that's lost. You know, it's almost yeah. like you go into it now knowing it's fake, but and that may have something to do with how old we were when we watched it. But it probably has something to do with the fact that the older you get, the less you can trust people. Yeah. You know, when we were like ten years old, yeah. Unsolved Mysteries came on. Robert Stack was talking about this stuff. That was gospel. Sure. You know, and now it's like. He was just getting another check, you know. <laughs> I love the man to death, but um, he was awesome in basketball. Yeah, I'll give him that. <laughs> but uh, um. yeah, that's just. Uh, I went from married with children to that. What was the show that was the older show that was similar to Unsolved Mysteries? In Search Of? Yeah, In Search Of. I've got that entire Yeah, set. that's what I'm thinking of. I remember there was that one in like the what, late 70s? That ran from 1978 to 80... Shit, 81 or so? It ran for... No, it ran for six seasons. Maybe oh, 76 through 2002. Is what I'm saying. Uh, that, what you're looking at there is the uh, revival... With oh, Mitch okay. Pelagi from X Files, Skinner. Oh, really? He did one one season. It didn't last. Oh, Mitch Pelagi did that. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, they 
So it, yeah, it ended like in '81 with Leonard Nimoy. I just remember the when they play up, you know, the Friday nights on Fox, like sightings. Yeah, I miss sightings. Early to one, you know, '92 through '96. There was no show called Encounters. '94 through '96. God, yeah. And they would basically combine all of that stuff into one show. Like yeah. it'd be monsters, you know, uh, you know, sightings of monsters, sightings of UFOs, whatever. It's almost like a news program, you know. It was, I mean, that's how it was set up. Yeah, that's where I think it had some sort of an air of realism. And see, that's what's so interesting with the news shows. They have them. You're in there, right? You know, looking for, you know, ghosts and all that crap, and you can't trust them. Well, know? they're cracking jokes and stuff the whole time. You know, they're they're doing stuff to keep you interested instead of just showing you, you know. Facts, you know. Yeah. Quote unquote facts. I guess because it would be really boring if you weren't hearing Bigfoot, you know, out in the woods, you know. I, I think it's just another example of the attention spans of people. I mean, you. Oh, yeah. But. Um, there was that, and. Like, we could talk about movies like uh, Gremlins, you know, that we do have some positive feelings for, and I think Gremlins holds up really well. It does. And I think the reason why it holds up really well, not only good directing, you know, good acting, but the the creature effects are, you know, spot on. They're they're also unique. Yeah. You know, you remember them. You know, yeah. When you see oh, yeah. them, that has a lot to do with it. Um, even you know, even the sequel, I would say. Yeah, they they did that. Even they worked with that even more so in the sequel, which I I really enjoy the sequel. Um. And, you know that they had the little uh, spoof of uh, Al Lewis as Grandpa Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing that was super, fine. you know, like again with the TV shows. You and I grew up with Super Scary Saturday on TBS. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I recognized that right off when I saw Gremlins too. Yeah. But that show had been off. That didn't last. It was like eighty-seven to eighty-eight. That's the only time he did that. I feel like they must have syndicated that because I, I saw that. I think they did. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that more. Um, that's really who I remembered Al Lewis to be was the host of that show. Well, yeah. Because, you know, we didn't have, you know, a lot of people have local horror hosts. You know, we didn't have that here in our area. Not at the other, time. Other than, you know, USA Up All Night, you know, we had those guys. Like the national stuff Yeah, is what we had. We didn't have the local, you know, a lot of people have their, whatever, in their region, you know. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's, you know, everybody has stories of their local horror host. Oh, because we didn't have a major city. The closest one we had would be, like, maybe New Orleans. Well, I mean, we're in the major city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the one here. Yeah, see, Jackson wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, really want that. Right. Even though they did do that in the, uh, oh, God, it was in the 70s, because a buddy of mine grew up with that. Really? And they did. Uh, they did have a local thing. I guess every Friday or Saturday night. And, uh, they they could have done that here. I mean, yeah, like there's a shame they did the populations here. I mean, they've got our own station. Just nobody did it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, um, it's yeah. So uh, Super Scary Saturday was TBS and came out of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, Atlanta is pretty much where we got the majority of our program. Exactly. Like the Ted Turner networks. Um. That's probably why wrestling was on so much. I was like on for five hours every Saturday. Non-stop wrestling. You, know, you could yeah. flip channels and it'd be more wrestling. Exactly. I, I, you know, 
wake up, watch Saturday morning cartoons, watch Super Scary Saturday, get my, you know, weak yeah. monster movie fix, and yeah. then wrestling. Yeah. Um, that was Saturday. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, shit, man, even, like, we had the, the local wrestling was popular, you know, probably mid-90s, like, mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the, oh shit I can't even think of the names but you know you know what I'm talking about I remember I can't remember the name of it but yeah I mean, well stuff like we, we saw the other night two 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 nights in a row they were showing the same matches exact on what, same thing whatever local channel that was but it was that type of shit that yeah. you know in some college gym somewhere or some high school gym had like 20 spectators yeah all of them believing it's real they all look like uh, they're from uh, here comes honey boo boo mm-hmm it's just the the cast of Honey Boo Boo in the audience. Oh, I, I swear I saw Honey Boo Boo's mom. She was there. there. No, she was, she was at the concession seats. stand, but she was there. Yeah, she was tearing through it, looking for just a can of that nacho cheese for Honey Boo Boo. She puts like a, a straw in it or one of those oil things oil cans and just shoves it down Honey Boo Boo's face. God damn, man, that's some of the worst shit on television ever. That's some of the worst crap imaginable. Like really, like people sit down and watch that garbage. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. That's, but that's that's a whole another topic we can talk about for an hour. Uh, yeah, that probably made me angry. But I mean, we can go on to uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, that's great. That's good stuff. Holds up really well. I mean, you hear about Back to the Future all the time. You know, people nonstop talking about this movie. Oh yeah. And what do you think about the sequels compared to the first one? I think part two holds up really well. Part yeah. three, I think it does fall off a little bit. Yeah. Um, I still love all three. Oh, dude, I consider Biff Tannen to be one of the great, greatest villains of the 80s. Easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody else talks about Darth Vader, this and that, but yeah. God, give me Biff Tannen. And a truckload of shit. I'd like to see a cage match between Biff Tannen and Darth Vader. <laughs> I, yeah, he does the same thing he did to Leah Thompson in that he car. Just, he just knocks on the head with his cane. Yeah. Calling him a fly. Calls him a chicken. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we're coming up on the, the anniversary of that movie being released. And also, the part two, when it's in the future, we're coming up on... You know when when he went to the future. When year was that? Twenty sixteen. No, I don't think it was that far. We're like a year away from the fucking hoverboard. Wow. Oh. I fifteen. I think it may have been fifteen. Yeah, it was. So it came Jaws, out in eighteen or something like that. A thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I I think two is just as good as one personally. I think you can sit down and watch them both back to back. I think yeah. they really are great companions to each other. I've got to say one thing, man. I never noticed until I watched it a couple of years ago on a big television screen when uh, Biff has that casino, you know? Yeah. His The door handles to his mansion all in there are all breast. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't even notice that until I just grabbed his tips. Everywhere. It's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, I never noticed that. Little touches like Before. that. Yeah. I, I love stuff like that. Um, but, because uh, they didn't have to put that in there. Yeah. Now, but it fits that character. Oh, man. Uh, I love how they fleshed out Biff in the second movie. Oh. 
Yeah, that's why the third one falls flat to me. When they have Buford Tannen or whatever. It's, Buford, yeah. it's not as good. Um, it's kind of strange because the third one is the first one I saw in the theater. Is it? I didn't see the first two in the theater, unfortunately. I was kind of, you know, green to it until that point. I had seen the movies, but it's not like I'd seen them, you know, when they first came out or anything. But, uh, I guess I didn't really, probably wasn't old enough to appreciate them, I guess is probably the mm-hmm. best way to say it. But, you know, some of my favorite movies now. But, uh, I saw the third one and I saw it was a double feature. I think my parents were trying to get me out of the house. I saw a double feature of that and Milo and Otis by myself. Oh, uh, Milo and Otis, man. I one, uh, that's, that's another movie we can say, uh, animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Just throw pugs and cats everywhere. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Milo and Otis is a Japanese film that was uh, dubbed here in America and came out as Milo and Otis. And, uh, <laughs> they uh, killed a lot of dogs and cats to make that movie. Like, they would just film them going over a waterfall and they just put cats and dogs and made them go over a waterfall and that was, you know... Wow. Sayonara. I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Oh man, we've got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> we uh, we watch it all the time. The crazy thing is, is like when the credits roll, like every name is like hardcore Japanese. Like it's obviously yeah. not an American film, but I never noticed that when I was a kid. So that scene where they're like beside the river and that bear shows up, they just eat. And the bear just keep eating. They just pugs on kittens. They just eat them, feed them to the bear. <laughs> I don't know. They feed him so much, he just gets tired of it, and then finally they can film it. Yeah, they can finally film. He's finally tired of eating puppies and kittens. Then they get the most neurotic pug they can. (laughs) That's a funny movie, though. Yeah, I remember watching that. I think you and I watched it at one point. Watching it knowing that animals are dying constantly, it really is a different film. It's a different film. Uh, but uh, we can move on here to another movie. What do you want to uh, talk about? The Indiana Jones films? Yeah, yeah, I mean those. Well, I think we may have talked about those in the podcast before. But, um, yeah, because you said you had uh, just bought them. Yeah, I watched the so. first two. I haven't watched the second, the uh, the last two films yet. But I mean, I haven't watched them again. But uh, I don't know. Watching. Uh, you know, Raiders and uh, Temple of Doom. I don't. I'm really gonna say I don't think they hold up quite as well. I know a lot of people probably disagree with me, but I just I still love them. Um, I watched Raiders not long ago. I mean, they're they're great, you know, adventure films. But I don't know. Probably well, just the fact that I'm older now, and I just don't appreciate the. What would you rather watch, movie. Indiana Jones or Alan Quatermain? Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. There you go. True. No, I remember Alan Quatermain from uh, television. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed those. But, yeah, not to derail you from that. No, I mean, that's pretty much all I had to say. I mean, I, like I said, I was never a huge fan of those in the first place, so um, probably not the best person to talk about those. Oh, Temple's the one I would... See, I would see some of these movies in theater, but... It took repeated viewings, having them on VHS, either recorded or bought, yeah. for me to really, you know, to cement them in my memory. So the Indiana Jones movie that 
sticks out for me is Temple of Doom. Yeah. Because we had that me too. I'm the same way. And, uh, I don't know why, but that's the one yeah. I think of when I think of Indiana Jones. I didn't even see Raiders till quite a bit later. And I saw Last Crusade, I think, when it came out. That was 89. Uh, Hold on to your potatoes. Uh, Short Round. Oh, God, I haven't. Short Round's the best, man. He's the best part about that movie. That and Goonies. Yeah. Goonies. Is it the same actor in Goonies, too? Yeah. That was the movie I was about to bring up next, was Goonies. The same actor, really. Yeah, I'll be damned. You know, for the longest time, I was told that 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 actor was who was in The Walking Dead. What? Yeah. Because they all look the same not, or something? <laughs> somebody told no, me I never that. even would have thought that. No. Because <laughs> they all look the same. That is your words, not mine. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously. I mean, why, why would somebody look at him and automatically... I don't know. I think you know, somebody say it's like the one other Asian person we've seen. Oh, in somebody movies. making a joke, I guess. Uh, maybe so. Um, that that actor hasn't done anything in quite a while. No, no. No, that's pretty much all he did. He did that in some television work. Um, was in head of the class for a little while. Um, the Goonies, man. I, I watched Goonies again, probably. Six months ago, what you think? I watched it with my wife. I, I'm making her watch these movies that are quintessential to my childhood because uh-huh. she missed them. She wasn't like a film buff like we were, you know. Oh. So I mean, she watched some movies, but it wasn't anything like what we watched. But uh, it was good. It was a good movie. It almost felt too long to me, though. 114 minutes. You know, I don't. I didn't ever feel that before, but. I really felt the length. Of really, it. it's just, almost two hours. Yeah. But uh, yeah, great movie. Great actors, you know. Lots of great actors that are still working today. Uh, uh, not necessarily Sean Astin, but you know, John, uh, Josh Brolin, um, Martha Plimpton. I'm a big fan of hers. Oh yeah, you were telling me about her the other day. I was telling you about she was in that uh, Who Shot. Uh, uh, who, who shot Andy Warhol movie? A girl with glasses, right? Yep, the nerdy friend. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, great movie! You know, more of uh, Steven Spielberg's rise to domination. Yeah, yeah. Still more of my childhood. He had a lot to do with. Did he do uh, Super Eight? Spielberg produced that. I think he did produce it. J.J. Abrams, I thought, directed it. Well, that's what J.J. Abrams may have produced it, too. Maybe I'm thinking of J.J. Abrams producing it, then. It feels so much like a Spielberg movie. Yeah, that one was okay. I just didn't care for the monster. The alien? I was just curious. I didn't mean to derail us off on that, but... Uh, oh, no, that's fine. Oh, um, it was directed and uh, written by J.J. Abrams, so I guess Spielberg did produce it, yeah. You're right. I was thinking Abrams just produced that one, but you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, you you still like the Goonies? Yeah, I like it all right. Um, I never really grew up loving it. 
Yeah. You know, that sloth always creeped me out. Yeah. I think that actor just passed recently. Did he? Oh, man. Um, sloth is probably the, the main part about that movie. The main part yeah. people remember. Well, see, the... Uh, that and the trouble shuffle. <laughs> the uh, the woman, the mother of those two brothers, yeah, in Goonies, she was that woman in uh, Throw Mama from the Train. The oh right right yeah yeah, yeah. you mean the 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 the, the gang uh, the gang leader yeah lady. yeah Mama oh, man. whatever her name was yeah I love Throw Mama from the Train too yeah I did too man I that's a disturbing movie. Uh, yeah, DeVito is... He's, he's a bit out there. Um, I love Danny DeVito, but he can be kind of that needy, weird kind of person you just want to get the hell away from. Oh, yeah. He plays that role great. He's... Um, um, watched uh, The War of the Roses recently. I never saw that as a child. Yeah. And I never would have appreciated it. Right. I love War of the Roses. Yeah, I do too. That's a great movie. One of my favorite quotes ever is, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> Towards the very end of it. Right. Um, very depressing ending in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one scene, you know, where he has that dog that oh, yeah. he, he loves. And, uh, you know, they show her cooking. Right. And then they show that whole scene just to make it seem like right. the dog. DeVito, apparently, from what I read, had to put that in. They made him put that in there. Right, right. He didn't want to put I mean, that he in. Did, she he did wanted it to be him. the dog got yeah. eaten, which was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was dark as hell. Yeah. DeVito was really good at that. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed Death to Smoochie. Yeah, I did too. Um, Drowning Mona. Did you like Drowning I, Mona? I didn't see that one. I haven't Check seen that, that one. Check that one out. I didn't watch that. Along the similar lines of dark comedy. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I, I love dark comedy, and mm-hmm. DeVito is just excellent at it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a shame he doesn't get appreciated for how he does He's really, I mean, I bet, you know, 99% of people out there don't even know that he's a director. They probably only know him as, you know, Always right. Sunny. Yeah. Or something, which which is cool. Which is cool that the younger generations can appreciate him for something. But, uh, you know, he was a big staple in my childhood, man. Twins. Oh man, yeah, twins and uh, you know, Taxi. Taxi. Yeah, yeah, the TV show Taxi. I, think that maybe I was thinking DC Cab for a second there. I was like trying to remember. Um, but uh, on to uh, the Karate Kid. Did you ever? You probably never never liked the Karate Kid, did you? I I liked it all right. I just never really saw it as a as a kid. Yeah. You know, um, Karate Kid, I think, holds up pretty well. I need to watch the old one again. Oh, yeah. yeah let's um, not get talking about that. We were talking about it. We need to do a, a segment of the show called, uh, you know, just talking about Jaden Smith and how bad he sucks. And we were going to, I was going to name it. My name for it was the Karate Cunt. And what what was your name? I don't I, I don't even know if I can. Yours was uh, Last Man on Earth, Earth or something oh, like that. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no the day the Earth stood still. Yeah. Earth! Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what it was. Welcome to Earth! Uh, um, but, yeah, uh, we'll just keep doing that until his dad stops forcing him to make movies. Oh, God. At least gives him lessons. This, this week on The Karate Cunt, and we'll put some like cool sound yeah. effect in there. 
I'll be like Jaden doing like hiya like a judo chop or yeah. something but uh <laughs> does he do it like that like I'm sure little, he does well, really effeminate well, he has to yeah he's, he had not puberty yet of course he's gonna uh, do that he's constantly whining <laughs> but dad dad no dad I wanna do a movie dad let's do after earth after earth god um Let's see, uh, Highlander. See, that's another one I didn't. Uh, the, uh, I never saw the first one until fairly recently. It was the second one I remember seeing. Was it the second one with Sean Connery? Uh, I'm he's not a, sure. He's Sky. Sean Connery. He's Spaniard. in the first one. Is he in the he's first, in the first one? one too? Maybe that is. Uh, I don't know. Um. I missed out on several of them growing up. I think Clancy Brown steals the show in Highlander, but I don't think Highlander holds up. I, I gotta say, I, I don't think it holds up. I think the special effects are kind of... They, they look kind of wonky on Blu-ray. But it's a great movie. I, I just don't think it, 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 it holds up quite to the standards you might hold it to these days. Um, Roadhouse? Oh my god. That's a good one. Um, uh, I think Roadhouse is better now than it was when I was younger. Yeah, it appreciates with age. You know, just the... Uh, God. I mean... Uh, that... The fat guy in there, and then Bigfoot. Yeah. The dude actually had Bigfoot. Yeah. Now, what was the actor's name? The villain. Um, what's it, George Ben, ben Gazzara? Yeah, yeah, there we go. He... The old, the old guy, right? Yeah, like, like the, the main the head, bad guy. Not, not his guy. little, yeah. you know, cabana boy, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, henchman. That's Ben Gazzara, I believe. Yeah, that was him. Uh, oh. He chewed up the scenery, man. He was awesome. Who did? Sam, uh... Huh? Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott was great in it, too. Oh, man. But, I mean, uh, where else could you see a, a grown man doing Tai Chi in skin-tight denim? You know, I mean, just ripping throats out. Oh God! Uh, Kelly Lynch was just like flat as a board, doing uh, nude scenes like half the movie. But she was beautiful, though. She oh, she was for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, generally you wouldn't want to do a nude scene though if you were not very well endowed. But uh, that, especially in that period of time when silicone was already introduced, you know. Yeah. But you know, I guess I got to give it give it some credit there. That movie, every time I see it, makes me really miss Patrick Swayze. I, I really didn't appreciate him when he was alive. It's really a shame. Yeah. I, uh, I, he's really done a lot of great stuff, but you know, I'm not a big fan of Ghost. I'm not a big fan of uh, Dirty Dancing, just because I don't like that kind of stuff, you know. But but then he's got Point Break. Point Break is amazing. Uh. Point Break is fucking and amazing. I, I like him because he was actually able to just have fun. That Chippendale segment he did with Chris Farley is <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen. On Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chris Farley is grotesque yeah. in what he's doing, but Swayze's hair. Yeah. You know, I mean, it adds like an extra foot. Sure. You know, he's, it's almost like he thinks he's a 19... He's a housewife from 1961. Definitely some hairspray in there. God, it's like it's some... So, like a stallion kind of haircut. Which, 
leads us to Bill and Ted. Yeah. And yeah. Lost Stallions. There you go. I, I love Bill and Ted. I was watching the first one the other day. I need to watch the first one again. It's been a while. I remember when the second one came out. Um, it was a it was a big big you know big deal. I was a the bad guy in that was a uh, Lethal Weapon two, whichever one had the South Africans. Uh, it may have been three. I think it was two. Uh, he was also in Citizen X. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, Joss Joss Ackland. He's got okay. those weird eyes. I know the uh, name. I think he's still alive. He's yeah. uh, he's awesome. He was. I hated him in Citizen X. He was such a piece of shit. But you know, he was he was perfect for those eighties larger than life villains. Oh, yeah. You know, he like in the end of Lethal Weapon two. He's like, you know, he just shot um, Mel Gibson, yeah. but he's pleading diplomatic immunity. Yeah. With that thing, and then uh, you know. Dan Glover's like, I'm too old for this shit, and shoots him in the face. <laughs> Dan Glover's always too old for this shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and those are great movies. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't seen the fourth one in a long time. I need to go back and watch them all again, because it's just, they all run together in my head. The fourth one was actually out in theaters when I started working. 98. Gently? Was that yeah. Gently in that one? Yeah. Uh, I would imagine it didn't do very well. I don't well they didn't make another one so yeah, as I told you um Beverly Hills Cop you know I never saw that growing up but I enjoy uh, I've seen one and two I watched those yeah uh same with another or uh, 48 hours oh yeah that was those weird. are you know really similar movies yeah when Eddie Murphy was really really good yeah uh, yeah, yeah, Brackney is good. Uh, Man, Eddie Murphy was on the top of the fucking world there for about ten years. Uh, like every movie he did was he, great. Was untouchable. He was box uh, office gold. Um, Trading Places, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, coming, coming to, to America. Yeah, man. coming to that's, America. That's probably one of my favorite comedies in the eighties. Um, and that movie holds up very well. I like Harlem Nights. Our senior hall in there is yeah. awesome. Is Richard Pryor in there too? Yeah. Pryor's in there. Uh, Pryor, when he wanted to be, would be really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pryor, when he teamed up with Gene Wilder, man. That was some of the funniest shit I've ever It's such a shame that they were never friends. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you can read interviews with Gene Wilder. He said their first movie together was uh, Silver Streak, whichever one on the train. Okay. And then that was like 74. Years later, they went to Stir Crazy. I think in 79 or 80 or Sydney 48 did that didn't see no evil hear no evil well it's uh, yeah they did that and uh, another you that may have been the last one they did I can't remember but uh, see uh, Wilder states that uh, that uh, Richard Pryor's drug use was so damn bad I can imagine man he was free basing crack all day well he was unreliable he was coming in late to shoots all the time. That's why Wilder had a problem with him. Uh, well, he just never got close. Yeah. You know, and I don't think Wilder never expressed a you know dislike for Pryor. It's just that just Wilder, I don't think, was a user. You know. Well, I think it's hard to you know get close to somebody that's that you know hardcore of a drug exactly. user. Exactly. I think that has a lot more to do with it. They have good chemistry. Yeah. Oh man. 
Um, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things where the background is it's kind of a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, coming to America, man, that's... <laughs> him and uh, when Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall get together, they were a great pair. Yeah. Uh, twins, I talked about that earlier. Uh, what other movie did they do together? I saw Twins uh, in the theater. Are you talking about, talking about Eddie Murphy or Arsenio Hall? No, no, no. I'm talking about Danny DeVito and uh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, they did uh, Junior. Yeah, Junior. God. Uh, you know, there were talks. There were talks. This is what Schwarzenegger said. They're going to do Twins 3, or Twins 2, with Eddie Murphy. Is the third I know. I, I remember reading about that. Was that from the Onion or some shit? Was that was that real? I uh, from what I read, that was. No, they were actually considering that. Dude, I would watch that. I would too. In a heartbeat. And, and they had to make sure to get a good script because you oh, wouldn't yeah. want it to be like the Expendables. I thought where they just you know put all these awesome people together and there's no script. Yeah. It's, it's, but, yeah. See, that's something that runs off pure nostalgia. Right. It fails. Well. You know, as far as the Arnold and the Sly movies lately, you know, uh, you know, Escape Plan, um, uh, shit, I can't think of all the new ones they've got, but you know, all the newer films they've done, like, I've really enjoyed all of those, except for Expendables, Expendables 2. Oh, yeah, their own projects, like, I love Rocky 4, not Rocky, uh, Rambo 4. Rambo 4. I Rambo. loved it. Yeah. I love Rocky when he came back and did that Rocky Balboa. Yeah. That was really good. That was a good send-off. For that character, uh, well, you know, he's, he's character. always talking about doing another one. He he needs to leave it all now. I think so too. It's like Eastwood said that Unforgiven was going to be his last western, and you know he's still going to work. But well, that was fucking twenty five years ago too. That was nineteen ninety two. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's getting up there. But uh, I mean, I I really enjoy the. You know, I'm sure it's going to run its course soon, but, you know, Escape Plan, I thought, was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you probably haven't seen them, but... No, I haven't. Um, all the ones they've done. Uh, oh, the new uh, Sabotage with, with Stallone just came out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one. The problem with that film, it, it bombed in the box office. Yeah. The problem with that film was it was billed as an Arnold movie, you know, oh. when it really was an ensemble cast, you know, and a, you know, a great cast, but... It wasn't just an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but I don't know. I don't think they know how to bill or you know advertise these films. Anymore. They don't. They don't. Uh, they need to bring back Golden Globus and let them do it like they used to do for Chuck Norris. Well, it's like we were saying, you know, a few weeks ago that you know they want to they want to tell you the entire movie in the trailer. Yeah. You know, and it's it's that like give the people a taste. That's all, that's all they need is a taste. But, uh... Big Trouble, Little China. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, that's that's, that's good stuff. I think that movie's actually gotten better with age. Well, Carpenter's good stuff for me has. You know, um... That and, like, They Live. Yeah. Are both, they're both kind of off the wall. Yeah, totally. And, uh, they're, they're really, really good films. That's why they've got the following they have now. Because they shouldn't be as good as they are. Right. Um, well, because they're fucking ridiculous. The, the, exactly. The premise, yeah. But, 
You know, it's it's Carpenter and then the actors he chose. And the, the, the scripts are solid. Yeah. Uh, everything just clicks. Um, and you've got his The Thing, which is uh, excellent in all oh, yeah. regards. Yeah, I was listening to that soundtrack for that on the way over here. That's a good nighttime soundtrack. The Thing? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Who did that score? Ennio Morcone. That's right. That's the only one of his movies that, that that he scored, right? Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's that's a great score. And see, not all the music was used in the film, though. Yeah. There's, there's some interesting scores Morcone put in there. Uh, that just, I guess Carpenter didn't feel meshed with his vision, but man, um, that to me is a perfect horror film. Absolutely. And time has been very kind to it. It, it holds up because the special effects are done so well. Yeah, and it didn't do well at all when it came out. That's the thing, you know. It, well, I think E.T. killed it. Yeah, they did come out around the same time. That, that was the, they didn't want a horrible alien like that. They wanted a fr- friendly family you know, alien. That's another movie that... I don't really like E.T. anymore. I... I haven't watched it in a long time, but I've had no desire. I mean, I could, you know, take it or leave it. I mean, I'll probably watch it with my kids at some point, but I, I don't ever have the desire to watch it again. Well, I mean, the alien looks like a ball sack. That's, yeah, it definitely looks like a penis of some sort. <laughs> he, he looks like he looks like he's been left in the water a little too long. He's shriveled up, yeah, wrinkly. <laughs> he he looks like he needs to be circumcised. They should have done that in the movie. That's what Spielberg should have done instead of taking out the guns. They take their walkie-talkies and circumcise them? Yeah, they just, yeah. They circumcise them with their walkie They're just stabbing them with walkie-talkies. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move on here. Let's, uh, what about Predator? We'll, we'll do one last 80s movie. Oh, man. Predator is awesome. Yeah, Predator 2 holds up. Predator 2, to me, has gotten better with age. I, do, I think so, too. I, um, I hadn't watched that movie in probably 10 years, and I watched it again recently. It's a really good movie. I like it because it, they do do it differently than the first one. You know, not just setting it in a city, but right. Danny Glover is so much different than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And I think that's what helps it, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's... When you've got that first movie... You know, people have expectations, and it's not yeah. gonna. You know, I'm, it probably didn't do very well, right? Predator Two. I don't think so. Because they didn't make another one until you know, what, twenty years later. Um, but I don't know. I really enjoyed Predator Two. I mean, Predator, the the first Predator is a classic. You know, yeah, hands down, a classic movie. But yeah, Predator Two is definitely really good. I like the design of the creature. Oh, man. You've seen the special features where they show the original design? I don't think so. Um, Is that on the DVD or on the Blu-ray? If you've got the special edition... I don't know about the Blu-ray. I don't have it on Blu-ray. I I have the special edition uh, two-disc DVD set. And yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the creature. Oh, you mean the first movie? Yeah, Yeah, the first movie. Oh, okay. It looks like an ant. Yeah. It looks like something from that show, that movie Matinee, that yeah. Mant yeah. thing. Which is really cool. Joe uh, Dante. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I, I, I want to watch that one again. 
Do you, do you remember uh, the scene in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Jean-Claude Van Damme in it? No. He was like in the background. I have to look it up and show you. Was he a foot soldier? No, I think he was like dancing in the background. He was a dancer. <laughs> well, Unless I'm crazy. I think I'm right about that. That's, you know, it's interesting you bring that one up. I tried to watch that one again several years ago. Trying to think. That would have probably been about five, six years ago. And it just did not hold up for me. Really? Yeah, I, the first one just didn't. I, I don't know why. Uh, I haven't seen two in 20 years. The second Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah. I kind of want to see it because of Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That this that shit right there that dates a movie. Oh, yeah. That time Dude, it was that, dated by the time it came out. Yeah, I mean, he was already washed up. Uh, which brings us to... Uh, Cool as ice. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, man. When that was on Netflix, I watched it all the time. I'll never say it. See, that's another one with the what's his name? Burt Gummer from uh, Tremors. Michael Gross. Oh, okay. Name? Yeah, yeah. He's in it. He's a stuck-up dad who doesn't want his daughter hanging out with the uh, white trash. Uh, but I mean they had like the the odd couple there that looked like the house looked like something from Beatman's world <laughs> you know they had the, the dude sitting down there with this old school rap music playing yeah and he's making a sandwich with like pickles peanut butter uh, anchovies and like sand or something you know, just random shit he goes yeah. to a craft store and starts eating crap yeah uh, and he eats like mustard, you know, whatever's gross. Right. Right. But, uh... All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you listening as always. You can check us out on Twitter at 2Ps on a pod. That is the number two. And we appreciate you listening. Thanks. We'll see you next time.